When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Thank you, Vanessa. Let's dig a little bit deeper into the Australian cricket lineup, the future of the Australian cricket lineup, the questions, the conundrums, the whole lot. Daniel Cherney from Code Sports is on the line on the back page of the Daily Telly this morning. Um, three fallen, Manus safe despite worrying, worrying form slump. And as Dan points out, Australia will remain loyal to its top six for the tour of New Zealand. Dan, good morning to you. What have you made of the fallout, mate? Morning, Matty. Yeah, it's been interesting, hasn't it been? The, uh, oh, it's one of those results. Look, I think if Australia had lost a test like that to England or India or even South Africa, um, you know, I think there would have, people would have been up in arms. Uh, and and calling for calling for head. I think to an extent because look a because the team ultimately has had a you know very successful 12 months overall, uh, and because there was so much romance to the West Indies win and it was so, so, so awe inspiring and you know it was hard not to be happy for the West Indies at a certain level even if you're the most staunch ardent Australian cricket fan to think that there is a bigger picture at play here and that what Shamar Joseph did could could revitalise cricket in the West Indies and really be a shot in the arm for, for, for Test cricket overall. I think there was a sense of People just sort of smiled and clapped and say, look, you know, fair, fair play to them. But, you know, when you do step back, uh, I think, um, as, uh, as a few have said over the last couple of days, Australia had a bit of a reckoning coming in the end. So they, they, they had just got by. They'd got out of a few sticky situations. Andrew McDonald said as much um, when he spoke to us uh, after, after play on, uh, on what was the final day of the match, day four. But, um, you know, they'd managed to wriggle their way out of sticky spots really over a long period of time, even dating back to the Ashes and to the World Cup. And, you know, usually it worked out. And that, that tends to happen when you've got the wealth of, of great players that the Aussies still do have. But, mm. um, you know, soon, eventually their luck was probably going to run out. And um, on this occasion uh, it, it did. And, uh, you know, they were beaten by um, you know, a, a side that you know, no one gave any hope to. Uh, and it, um, you know, pulled off one of the greatest, you know, greatest upsets, really, in, in Test cricket history. So it, it's certainly not panic stations. It's not a... It's not a disaster for Australia that they finished the summer having won four from five tests, still holding the Frank Royal Trophy, still holding the Benno Kadir Trophy. They hold the Ashes, they hold the World Test Championship, the reigning World Cup champions. Um, and we, they won the T20 World Cup not long ago either. So, like, they, they've not, you know, there's, there's a lot of trophy in the silverware, sorry, trophy in the cabinet, but silverware in the cabinet, there you go. Third time lucky, but uh, they, um, they uh, you know, the, the batting is, is an issue and uh, they are, they're not going all that well on that front. Which is really interesting, isn't it? And and Crash has put it well. Your colleague Robert Craddock has put it very well, saying the team is very good but not great. Hard to beat but not unbeatable. Exceptionally good bowling team and a good but not damn busting batting side. I guess the other side to that, Dan, is 
Isn't the sign of a really good team when one side of it is not going well, the other side does go well. So if the bowlers aren't going well, then they'd want the batters to stand up. If the batters aren't going so well, they want the bowlers to stand up. We're blessed with the bowling lineup that we've got, which which was always going to do the job. But you wonder whether the good versus great argument can then, does that apply to a team that, that oversees or, or counters for its deficiencies in any given match or series? Yeah, I think it will crash as, as it usually does. Um, you know, makes a lot of very good points, that piece. And I think um, the good versus great argument, I, I think he's spot on saying this is a, a very good but not great Australian team. It's, it's hard to argue they're, they're a great side, certainly. You know, and there's a bit of a shadow over, over this team, the, the teams of the past, sort of whatever they do, they're, they're never going to quite stack up to, um, to the teams of yesteryear because of the standards were just so high. But, you know, I, you know the, the great Australian teams didn't tend to lose matches like this. Uh, in terms of the batting and the bowling uh, side of it and, and, and sort of one making up for the other, look, I think at times um, the, the batting has sort of uh, made up for the bowling over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, if, if you look at even some of the, uh, the tests in, in, the, in the Ashes, um, you know, in, at, uh, at Lords, the bowling was, um, wasn't, wasn't always at its best, but uh, the, the batters probably got the job done there with Steve Smith and Nusma Kawaja. Um, you know, in the World Test Championship final, you know, the, the, the batting was, was very good with, with Travis Head and Steve Smith. Um, even if you look to the first test this summer, you know, they, not that long ago, that Australia made almost 500 batting first with, um, with Mitch Marsh and David Warner, who's obviously now, no longer playing in test cricket, um, made a big total. Uh, and, and then Travis Head um, with his century in Adelaide. So it's not as though the batting has been absolutely diabolical. Um, you know, there, there are, uh, and the, the stat that only two guys have made centuries sort of is, is a bit misleading because, well, it's not misleading in the sense that it, uh, only did, two did, but misleading in the sense that um, there have been a few 90s and you can, you can sort of, you know, massage these stats to sort of suit your narrative. Mm. But, you know, when you touched on Labuschagne at the start, he's one guy who, his form has been on a very steady decline um, for more than 12 months now. Uh, and now... It was probably always going to be impossible for him to, to keep up the standards that he had. I mean, when you, you know, he was averaging second to Bradman there for a while, um, and you know that, that's just going to be almost impossible to, to keep up. I mean, I don't think anyone he's a fantastic player, but I don't think even at his best, anyone thought he was the second greatest player of all time um, in, in Test cricket. Uh, and he probably had a bit of luck. You know, I think there were there were pieces that sort of acknowledged that he, he'd been on the end of quite a few drop catches and that, and there's a bit of regression to the mean perhaps here. Um, but still, only one century in Test cricket um, since uh, in over a year, and Australia's played a lot of Test cricket in that in that time. His, his average has dropped from 60.82 to 50.82, so an even 10 runs across about a 13-month period. So, um, and the thing is, this is a guy who should you know really be at the peak of his powers. I mean, he's 29. You know, it's really a sweet spot for a for a batter. He's got plenty of experience, but you know, his reflexes should still be right at their best. And you know, when I mean, he's, he's damn fit, you see that when he when he's um, dashing all over the outfield. So there shouldn't be any issues there, but it's just not quite happening for him at the moment. Um, and, and teams seem to be working him out a little bit, got out mm. in a similar manner in both innings in um, in Brisbane, uh, caught at third slip, being sort of squared up. So, yeah, just a few little concerns there for, well, more, probably more than little concerns there for, for, for Labuschagne and, and in turn for an Australian side that needs a player like that to be, uh, to be at his best. Yeah. Were you breaking into your own car there or someone else's? <laughs> no, there was, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, no, things aren't that dire though. I don't think <laughs> the cars, but uh, 
Um, maybe, 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 maybe soon, but no, no. Um, no, that was bizarre, but uh, no, all, nah, uh, all nah, good. Good work. Can I, let's just throw an extreme out there. If we look at the top six, right? So Stephen Smith and Usman Khawaja uh, at the top of the order, that, that's, that's going to stay rock solid. Then you got Labashane, then you got Green, then you got Travis Head, then you got Mitchell Marsh. And if you were going to the absolute extreme, which they're not going to do because all of those six are locked in, but if you were going to the extreme and say you were going to replace a Manus or a Cam Green, the other question is then, Dan, who do you replace them with? Mm. Yeah, look, it's a great point you make, Maddie, And I think, um, I think this is sort of the crux of it, that there is... Oh, look, when you say no one's banged down the door, you know, I, I feel some respect for, um, for Cameron Bancroft, yeah, who's banged down the door in shield cricket. His, his other first-class record is not as flash, but certainly two excellent seasons in, in shield cricket. And then, and then Matt Renshaw, whose shield record's not quite as good, but otherwise his first-class record has been excellent. County cricket, Australia A, PM's 11, and, and the like. Uh, he's made a lot of runs. And then Marcus Harris obviously dropped off. All, all clearly, for the most part, specialist openers. Renshaw is a bit more versatile. But one comment that really... I've been thinking about this a bit over the last day or two in light of Australia's um, you know, batting struggles in, in, in relative terms is um, George Bailey stressed when they brought um, when they brought uh, Green back into the side uh, and moved Smith up to opener after Warner's retirement, George, and I think Andrew McDonald sort of said, you know, we think we've got our best six batters playing. Yeah. And I'm just not sure that's the case. Mm. Um, now, you know, is Cameron Green at this point of his career a better batter than Cameron Bancroft? Arguable. The other one that I'm a touch, just a touch concerned about, uh, and he, he'll sneak under the radar. And to be honest, I think he's probably going to win the Allen Border medal tomorrow, tomorrow night as Mitch Marsh. Um, and that's, you know, that's harsh because he's had a fantastic 12 months. But, I, you know, the other day, there was sort of this sense that Mitch Marsh was at a, really at the peak of his powers, um, or having this absolute purple patch, comes in, fantastic knock at Headingley, um, you know, really good in Perth and Melbourne, a few fantastic innings, you know, really important runs in, in, uh, in Manchester as well to, to help save uh, that test match, which we, we, along with Marnus, which ultimately sort of, um, led to Australia's retention of the Ashes, with, uh, with Rain playing a key role there too. I just wonder whether with Marsh there was a bit, you know, has he just had this purple patch, and, and is it sustainable? Um, and, and has it thrown the team off kilter, especially if he's if him batting at six means Green pushes up to four. Like it, it, put it this way, is Marsh may be a test quality six, but if that then means that Green has to bat at four, I'm not sure Green's a test quality four. And I just think it, the whole thing is just a touch off kilter at the moment. Mm. Like, and I think the question is, are are these guys the best six batters in the country? Oh, the jury's out. The jury's well and truly out, um, and and certainly on the on the basis of what they showed against the West Indies, um, the, if, if they're the best six in the country, then we're in a tiny spot of bother um, heading into the, the next well, this New Zealand series, and then particularly going into um, the series against India next summer. Because with Kawaja, who's had a, who's been fantastic the last couple of years and very well deserved um, Test Player of the Year by the ICC and probably wins that mantle um, tomorrow night at the Australian Cricket Awards as well. Uh, you know, he is, he's going to be 38 next summer, uh, and you just can't keep relying on a guy like that. Mm. Um, Smith at opener, fantastic the other day, but, you know, will it work in the long run? Still not, still, you know, still jury out. Um, so then if, you know, Travis Head's always going to be a bit hit and miss, probably the same for Mitch Marsh. It just leaves you a, a, just a touch vulnerable, and and I think there are more questions than answers at the moment about this Australian top six. Yeah, which is which is really interesting to me, given what they've achieved and what they've done over the past eleven, 
to 12 months, um, yet we've still got all of these conundrums. I reckon that two-test series, Dan, over in New Zealand is, is really going to provide some some clear answers, but that's further down the track. Better let you go. Thanks for your time this morning. Great work, as always, again, and appreciate uh, your thoughts. Thanks, mate. No worries, Matty. Good on you. Daniel Cherney joining us there from Code Sports, and he's got the back page story today in the Daily Telegraph. Mana safe despite that worrying form slump. But back after this.